0: Recording live from Austin, Texas, a conversation about marriage and family that women will love and guys won't want to turn off. Dr. Jimmy Myers and Dr. Josh Myers are a paradox.
1: This is really ghetto, you know? Well, if by ghetto, you mean 1976.
2: You know, I recently, and...
1: Now that can stop. Just hang um, By the way, that's the OJs. Taking other to the top of the hour, the OJs on K Paradox. This is so ghetto that he actually had to play that with his phone and hold
2: it up to the mic. How else were we going to do it? Billy could easily insert that. Yeah, I don't trust him. Hmm. Today we're talking about money. Welcome to Paradox. Welcome to Paradox. We're talking about money and marriage.
1: Greed. Dumb For lack of a better term, dumb. is good.
2: Green um, works. Speaking of 1976 yeah, and the OJ's, mm-hmm. I recently watched the um, evolution of hip hop on Netflix. Yo G. No, there was none of that Sup? in there. No, I'm saying. Mm-mm, no, I eat? still don't know. He will greet teen clients like that. <laughs> and Steve Holmes, so idiotic. They never actually laugh. They They give him a dark,
1: deep, It is my. It is my one chance at cultural appropriation, and I take it.
2: But it's completely not. It's the opposite of. It's the mmm, cultural (laughs) appropriation. What did you say? (laughs) Uh, All right, so we are talking about money, um, and I wanted to give you a little bit of a look under the hood of my um, marriage and finances. Catherine, she might be starting to sweat. I'm not going to into it, uh, sweetheart. But um, we entered marriage, and I am a spender. She is a saver. We certainly talked about this. We didn't necessarily know how, what implications that was going to bring to our marriage. I entered adulthood, day one of college, in debt. <laughs> so it was like debt was kind of always something for me that I kind of had to learn to accept. She had never had debt. Her family and obviously a home, but they would pay cash for cars growing up. Um, She didn't have any student loan debt, so debt was never necessarily something for her that she, um, if there were never Trumpers out there, she was a never debtor.
1: Hmm? Wow, you had to bring that up. You had to go political. (laughs) Wow. Wow.
2: Um, And so Katie was a never debtor Um, But so with me I kind of Had accepted debt And in some ways found this weird Security within it But for her as a never debtor she only found insecurities. Mm -hmm. For her, and these are not words she's ever really ever used, but she kind of felt like our family in some ways, from the get-go with my student loan debts, were kind of out on some ledge, and it made her feel, not only for herself personally, but also with our family, a sense of uh, some real insecurities. So with that, mixed with her being a saver, she never really... Um, early on, felt comfortable spending. I remember her calling and checking in on me um, with you know a five dollar purchase, let, let's say or something. Mm-hmm. And for me, I could go out and spend fifty bucks um, because I had that security even in the midst of debt. I'd go out and spend fifty bucks and never necessarily tell her. Um, so we really early on in some of the most difficult conversations that we've had within marriage had been revolving around money
1: simply because we approach it from two different worlds. Beth and I got married the day I turned 20. Uh, we didn't know what debt was. You just didn't think about it. Um, outside you told me, uh, stories about pulse cards. Oh yes. It was <laughs> like magic. Free money. You would put this this plastic <laughs> card in a machine, and it spit money at you. <laughs> it was crazy in 1979. Uh, we actually um, first learned about debt from Aust- uh, Austin's Furniture Company in downtown Cisco, Texas, <laughs> when he said, well, yeah, I can, I can outfit your whole apartment for, um, you know, it's going to be like uh, $200 a month. Are you kidding me? Please, chump change. Bring in the truck and trailer. Uh, Sears, or what I like to term a Satan in Roebuck, they would give you a washer and a dryer for like $10.14 a month. Um, so we had no idea what debt was until after our first month of marriage, and then we were <laughs> eyeballs deep. Uh, but to your point, you know the way we handle money is very much a family of origin Type of an issue, uh, anger management is a learned behavior. Uh, uh, money management tends to be a learned behavior. Either we do it exactly like our parents did it, and we go, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah," that's what we want to do, or uh, we go, "We are not going to do that." Uh, but it it tends to be a learned behavior. We know that money uh, is one of the four horsemen of the marriage apocalypse. I don't know of a couple that'll come in here for counseling. That money is not an issue. It's the rarity when that would occur. And here's one also we, we learn about money problems, is the amount of money that you have seldom has anything to do with whether you have money problems or not. I remember the first time that, that Beth and I went over $100,000 in a year, we were going, oh my gosh, we're now officially wealthy. We're fi- I am. They should make comic books about me because I am richy rich. And and he was like, I can't believe it. We're still trying to figure out how to keep the lights on, and we made it does so go it a hundred thousand dollars. So it doesn't matter, in Austin, Texas. Yeah, it it doesn't matter uh, how much money you make as to whether you have money problems. Exactly.
2: Or not. I uh, was reading a Forbes article about the secret to wealth, and you know they're talking about certain things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they get down to the the bottom of the article, and it was like, here's the secret: spend less than you make.
1: <laughs> it's, wow. It's like,
2: Thank you. Ah, thank you. But it, it sounds so insanely simple.
1: Like losing weight.
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh, but spending less than you make um, can be a very difficult thing for some. Kind of the biggest problems, two of them, that I see within marriages, um, as well as my own marriage for that matter, but marriages that I see in counseling revolving around money. Traditionally, there's always a spender and always a saver. Um, Certainly not true 100%, but most of the time there is. And these folks believe that, like most of our views, that we are correct in what we think. Um, And this can really lead to a lack of trust regarding your spouse about money. Um, so I, I believe that due to the the different nature of the spender and savers, it can lead to this lack of trust for your spouse in this area. There's also it tends to be a lot of emotions wrapped up um, sort of revolving around money within marriage. And subsequently, a lot of insecurities can be wrapped up in that as well. And so there can be a lot of secrecy that kind of ensues
1: oh, regarding yeah. money in marriage. Mm-hmm. What is it? Uh, you know, Satan loves the dark and Jesus loves the light. Um, When you have a a husband and a wife that are not on the same page when it comes to money, and I'm telling you, a lot of times it's not simply that we're not on the same page. It is that we are adversarial when it comes to money. Uh, We look at one person like Ebenezer Scrooge uh, and the other person just like uh, uh, Ivanka Trump. Hmm? She spins, doesn't she? She's a rich woman. Who knows? That I went was a political. Weirdest, I just went straight there. That was a weird example. But we look at each other, like you said, we, we in judgment, that, that what they're doing and how they're doing it is wrong. Uh, and so not only are we not in agreement, you know, so, uh, uh, as in not on the same page, but we become adversarial about it. Um, when one person, now then, like in my case, uh, Beth is like um, a money maven. This is what she does. Um, Without a degree in accounting, she's an accountant, basically. That's what she's always kind of done for a living with with her jobs, you know, handling money. Uh, I could not uh, balance a checkbook if you were to pay me money to do it. Therefore, Beth has pretty much, for the most part, done our finances. But even if you have one person doing it, the danger to that is that you, you can have this parent-child interaction in your relationship, uh, that, you know, daddy holds the purse and you have to go to daddy to ask for your allowance. I hate it when a couple will say, well, he gives me an allowance or she gives me an allowance like you're a child and you have to go to your parent and ask them for your $5 for the week. That's not good. It's dysfunctional. Uh, The idea of both of you having discretionary money that's understood that you get every month, fantastic. Just don't call it an allowance. And you don't go to one person begging them for it. So even if you have one of you that's better at money than the other, still both of you are involved at least once a month you gather to talk about here's where we are, here's what we're doing, uh, and so that you at least are involved in where your money is, because if I'm working, and in most cases, both parents are working now, and if if I'm working my fingers to the bone, and then I have no say in what happens with the money that I work so hard for, it just goes into this abyss, and I have this parent telling me what I can do with it. It leads to resentment. Uh, and one of the reasons that money is one of these very, very touchy things sex is touchy, money is touchy. Oh, well, I guess by virtue, sex is touchy. I mean, that's but we don't think My of mind doesn't even go there, Jim. We don't think of money in that context. But it is, and so because it has different things attached to it, Uh, it's more than just money. It's security. It's a reward. There's just so much to it, which is one of the reasons it is one of the the major four things that a couple is going to argue about, and it can set up resentment.
2: And I would add this: you know, you've mentioned that um, there's one person that might be better at money, and so that parent child dynamic can ensue. Um, I would also say if there are one income households, whoever m- is making the money, I've seen this in my practice, they oh, feel like they have yes. more ownership to the Absolutely. money. Absolutely. Um, and it can create that same dynamic. Yes. Um, and that breadwinner needs to understand that this is not your money, it is our money. Um, that as a family, we approach this together.
1: Yeah, because you couldn't have a home and these children. Uh, and all the things that take this house to function without the spouse that's not working. And so, oh man, you see that so often, uh, that I'm the breadwinner. Ah, okay, okay, I'll hand you that. But here's a list of a thousand things you're not. That's what makes this a team. So when 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 we look at how are we gonna then address this issue so that it doesn't become one of the four horsemen in our marriage? Well, first off, again, you got to talk about it. And we just we hate talking about it. I know I hate talking about it. Uh, you can give me a spreadsheet and you might as well be handing me one of the Dead Sea Scrolls written in some dead archaic language like I, I don't understand it. Uh, it. The numbers make my eyes cross. Uh, I hate it. Uh, but Beth will with a lot of patience. She'll explain things to me. Sweetheart, this is a decimal, and this is this is what this means. And we she'll go over what we're doing with our money um, so that I am involved. And there's times where I'll say, whoa, 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 I actually have an opinion about this. Why don't we do this or this? And she's very open to hearing that. So at least, even if one of you is doing it, we come together and we talk about it. Uh, today, money is so, uh, budgeting is so easy today. Uh, with mint on your phone, and that's just one of many... Um, I know QuickBooks is it, 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 a lot of these things tie to your bank account. So just automatically, when you spend money, it's put into a pie chart. It, Budgeting—it's all it's, there's almost no excuse not to budget today. It has been made so user friendly. And lastly, from me... And yet,
2: I mean, but people don't do it. It is so easy, but yep. people don't do it. And I think that's just the emotions wrapped up in it. Yes. People don't want to go there in marriage. Yep. Um, and the things that we don't necessarily want to talk
1: about normally need to be talked about. Uh, the ones about. we need to talk about. Anytime someone in a session says, yeah, I don't want to talk about that. Well, you shouldn't have said that, because now, now we got to talk to, about it. Yeah. So, and, and, and if, and if your, your tail is in a crack, if your butt is in a bind... If Normally, you say liver in a quiver. Your liver is in a quiver. Still not sure what that means. Then, if, if, if we, it's not that we're not on the same page. Money is an issue in our family, and this is something that's really cause of a lot of tension. Then, you got to get involved with Dave Ramsey and what Dave Ramsey is doing. He will set parameters, goals boundaries for what money could be, should be. He'll make you despise banks uh, and anyone associated with banks. If you have a friend or family member that works for a bank, uh, you'll have just slight homicidal-type thoughts about them uh, because of how much money.
2: And Ramsey is not the end-all, be-all. There are no, plenty of people other out
1: there. Absolutely there and are.
2: Some disagree but,
1: with but his Ramsey finances and the numbers. A commission for any... So that's why I bring up Dave Ramsey. Actually, I've paid him for his stuff. (laughs) He's seriously a lot of money. Uh,
2: But Ramsey's good. He's not the end-all be-all.
1: Correct. But here is the end-all. If you don't get anything else from Dave Ramsey but his debt snowball, it's worth it. Some people even disagree with that. Uh, Well, they're stupid. (laughs) The debt snowball, I hate money, I hate thinking about money, but nothing gets me excited like the old debt snowball where you can... Eliminate your debt, to include cars, uh, school debt. I mean, within a relatively short amount of time, and it's like every month there's the. It's like you're playing a game. It's a sport where oh, look how much we put down on this card or whatever. It's really, really, really a cool thing. The sad thing is, Beth and I have done it three times, (laughs) so we've eliminated our debt and then got and said we got to go do it again. Tiny little bitty snowball. Um, Okay, so my point
2: to to kind of problem solving um, this issue within marriage, my first one was budgeting and that goes along with communication and the whole mint idea. It's just important once a month to get together and set out a budget. Um, Traditionally, I like to tell couples, you know, if you were queen of your household and if you were king of your household, you make your budget. Don't consult the other person, just make your budget. And then, with those two documents, come together and compromise. Not everybody is going to get what they want, but both people are going to get something that they want and come together for a budget for your family. Let
1: me interject real quickly to that point specifically. Okay, we're going to do a budget. And the husband is the saver. And so she says, well, I think I should have $200 a month for whatever. Uh, uh, makeup or whatever. So sexist. And he says, uh, okay, panties. <laughs> so <laughs> he's, You can't say panties. That's weird. Pantaloons. pantaloons. That's just I a weird $200 panties. for pantaloons. Uh, a month. And so the, the guy who is the saver is the guy, he's like the keeper of the keys. No, you, you get 75 cents a month, not $200 a month. If one of you just rams it down the other one's throat, or even if the spender does that, the other one's not going to adhere to it. So your word compromise has got to come into play. You, if you're the saver You've got to feel bad about your budget because you're spending way too much money. And if you're the spender, you got to feel bad about it because, man, are you really being restricted? Both, yeah, It's been a good negotiation with both people don't like it because it means you gave something. So, yes, compromise. And if, if one of you just tells the other one this is what we're doing, they're not going to follow it.
2: And you've got to understand your spouse's mindset regarding money. So that's, I mean, all of this is going to go back to communication, but that's part of it. Just talking through how you guys individually view money is very, very important. So that at least we can approach these conversations with some sort of empathy, understanding where your spouse is coming from and appreciating that at the end of the day. Because not just they're a
1: horrible person for feeling the way they feel. Because the
2: extremes of money saving and the extremes of spending are bad you know truth with money it can be controlling whether you're saving it or spending it the truth of money is 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 somewhere in the middle and you've got to find out what that looks like and what that means for your family and along with the communication and understanding your spouse's mindsets you've got to also talk through how you guys want to educate your children on money neither one of you have this monopoly on truth and your children are better for that um, and so coming to that compromise and teaching them that both spending and saving are healthy, mm-hmm. um, very, very good ideas regarding money. Um, I'd also encourage you to pick some sort of short-term as well as long-term financial goals.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Seriously? Me, what? Oh, it's kind of like n- uh, narcolepsy. I just keel over when you say goals of any kind. Well, see, so you're
2: laughing at my my point. I'm laughing probably at your bank account. Because you don't do this. Because I don't have goals. Picking both short-term and long-term financial goals is really important. Again. Yes, it
1: is. It is. So
2: if you're just budgeting month to month and you're talking, that's fantastic. But you don't necessarily know where you're going. You don't necessarily know that there's long-term purpose. And so goals is a good thing. Um, Stop the secrets. You guys got to talk about it. Um, You don't have to necessarily talk about every time you buy a candy bar. Traditionally, I tell people, pick a a, a value. It depends on your income, whether it's $10, whether
1: it's
2: $50. Pick a value, and then you can have that type of money you can have un, under a certain, let's say it's $50, under $50, you're then free to spend that without having to go to your spouse. And so certainly that's healthy to have that type of independence to, dependent upon what that, that figure is. Um, but stop the secrets. Um, it's important that if it's over a certain dollar amount that
1: you're talking about every time you spend that. Because we don't want money to become the pale rider. One of the four horsemen that brings the apocalypse... Everybody's very annoyed at you right now. ...in your marriage. What? one get it hey guys if
2: you want more information yeah. about this show special effects. and if this hit home for you we're gonna have three to four more tips at paradoxpodcast.com go to the episode page to find this Jimmy's episode
1: budgeting tips
2: you can also find um our social media uh they're online as well you can follow us on twitter facebook and instagram we appreciate you guys listening today and hope you have a great rest of your week peace out
0: Paradox is produced by Billy Lee Myers Jr. and researched by Dr. Jimmy and Dr. Josh Myers. For more information about our Paradox evangelist, Julie Lyles Carr, go to julilylescar.com. If you want more details about what was discussed on today's show, go to paradoxpodcast.com. Next time on Paradox. So
2: you have the traveling, you guys are pastors. How did you not only balance but just prioritize um family wife and kids with with that hectic schedule
1: we didn't uh that's that's a uh, that's a regret i have um that i fell so
0: madly in love with a uh, with a dream that i couldn't believe was happening unfolding